The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus himself stood among the disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your heart? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Peace be with you, says the risen Christ. Are you feeling very peaceful these days? True confessions of a deacon? I'm not. I am pretty wiped out by the task of preparing our building and community for construction, yes, but I am even more on edge because I've been following the trial of former police officer Derek Chauvin up in Minneapolis, and am still reeling over the death of Dante Wright, a 20-year-old black man killed during a traffic stop by police last Sunday. Like the disciples in our gospel this week, I need more than just peace. I need evidence that Jesus is alive that the Easter promise lives on, that there will indeed be a happy ending. So perhaps with all that on my mind, I've been picturing today's gospel happening in a courtroom of sorts, with the disciples grilling Jesus to provide them with evidence to prove that he is, in fact, their risen friend and Lord. Touch my hands and my feet, Jesus says. Okay, pretty impressive, but... Who's to say ghosts don't have hands and feet, too? The disciples don't buy it. <clears throat> Give me something to eat, he continues. See that it is I myself. So they hand over a piece of fish because, obviously, ghosts may not have hands or feet, but they certainly don't have full digestive systems, do they? It can be easy to give the disciples a hard time for their disbelief. How did they not recognize Jesus? Why are they so skeptical? Why is it easier for them to believe in ghosts than the resurrected Lord? Especially because they were with him while he was traveling around Galilee, healing the sick, preaching the good news, breaking bread with the poor. Weren't they with him at the Last Supper? Didn't they let him wash their feet? Didn't they pray with him in the garden? Weren't they witnesses to his life and also witnesses to his death? Why do they need evidence of the resurrection when they were right there at his side the whole time? 
According to Merriam-Webster, of course, a witness is a person who sees an event, typically a crime or an accident, take place. And witnesses can yield enormous power. Witnesses shape the story, fill in the details, can determine the trajectory of a person's life or death. In the case of George Floyd, witnesses captured video of the last nine minutes of his life that have since been shared all over the world. In the case of Teforis Johnson, one ear witness, a woman who said she overheard a jailhouse phone conversation and claimed a $5,000 reward from the prosecution, was enough to send Johnson, a black man, to death row in Alabama in 1998. A new district attorney has reviewed his case and determined that Johnson, who's already served over 20 years on death row, deserves a new trial. In both of these cases, witnesses are pivotal to the final outcome. And the witnesses in Jesus's case, Jesus's story, are just as pivotal. Jesus has to remind his disciples that they are his key witnesses. It is up to them to tell their side of the story to the world, what they saw, what they heard, not only before his death, but after his resurrection. And in our reading from Acts today, Paul is reminding the very earliest Christians of the same thing. They were also witnesses to Jesus's life and death, though many of them were in the crowd yelling, crucify him on Good Friday. The disciples and those early Christians were witnesses. But they aren't the only ones. There is a long line of witnesses that has existed since God authored life in the very beginning. Because here's the thing. Anyone can be a witness. You can be a leader made uncertain by your slow and hesitant speech. Moses. You can be a woman elevated to a position of power to save your people from destruction. Esther. You can visit Jesus secretly under the cover of darkness, but still show up to prepare his body for burial. Nicodemus. You can be you. To be a witness, you just have to be in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time, depending on your perspective. You can have knowledge about the big picture events that are taking place, or you can be totally ignorant about anything but your own experience. The important part is that you are there and you have your eyes and your ears open to what is happening around you. Years ago, I was a bystander pedestrian witness to a car that had come flying down a hill at top speed, blaring its horn the whole way. I watched it hit another vehicle in its path at the bottom of the hill and fishtail through the intersection, leaving a bumper behind, only to keep on driving all the way out of sight. I remember standing on the corner, speaking with the other people who had also witnessed the same thing, all of us incredulous with disbelief. What had just happened? Today, we are confronted with the truth that the risen Lord lives. We touch his hands. We watch him eat. We may not understand what happened, 
We may be feeling afraid or incredulous or angry or just not ready to accept God's word of peace just yet. But even if we are feeling unprepared, we are still witnesses to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because Merriam-Webster Dictionary also defines witness as evidence or proof. So here's the thing. We are the witnesses. We are also the evidence. We are the evidence that Jesus died and was raised to new life. We are the evidence that sins are forgiven because often we are the least deserving of forgiveness. We are the evidence that Jesus lives because each of us carries in us the power to be a witness of peace, justice, and hope. These hands, your hands, this bread, this wine, these are the evidence of the real presence of God here on earth. And as witnesses, we may not understand the whole story, but God, that great author of life, is still writing the story today. So go, see, listen, tell, bear witness to that story. Alleluia. Amen.